Welcome to the Sales Development Podcast, your go-to resource for all things pipeline and revenue production in the tech sales world. Technology marketing, sales development, sales, and revenue operations have combined to create the go-to market engine fueling the success of SaaS startups and established companies alike. Each week, the Sales Development Podcast dives deeply into the strategies, tactics, people, processes, and technology that fuels the revenue machine. The Sales Development Podcast is brought to you by Tenbound. Get more free resources, insights, and intelligence today at tenbound.com. And be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another version of our CEOs in Sales Tech series that we're running right now. I'm joined today by Derek Ray, founder and CEO of Demand Inc., and soon to be releasing Lasso.ai. Derek, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Thank you, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Like I said, I ran through Demand Inc. with David a while ago. It's really, really cool, you know, product and solution that you've been working on with sales teams. And now you've got Lasso coming out. Derek, how did you get involved in this? What was the initial problem that you were solving with Demand Inc. and then developing Lasso? Yeah, so Demand is a best-in-class sales development as a service that I launched almost seven years ago. Since then, we just crossed the $7 billion in pipeline book for our clients, Mark, which I'm very proud of. But the vision was really to create a solution where any client can hire us that want that needs help with B2B top of funnel acceleration. If they have an internal STR, BDR team or not, we can plug in and accelerate top of funnel. And the three kind of core areas of sales development, which is research, copywriting, outbound experimentation to book meetings. So that's how it started seven years ago. But prior to that, I led go-to-market efforts for a client-backed security company that later exited and became a unicorn at Exit. So I've taken a unicorn, you know, SaaS company to market. And prior to that, I was in the media space, started a couple companies, sold a few. So I come from a transactional top of funnel, full funnel sales background. Really the nature in terms of how you book meetings, get in front of brands and sponsors and opportunities and media, the amount of meetings you take, you know, roadshows, conference outreach, just continually feeling top of funnel. I would say those applied to SaaS is why I had success in a Silicon Valley context. And so building demand, you kind of have this best in class breed of, you know, top of funnel philosophy plus technology, which is what Lasso is that we built for, you know, utilizing OpenAI, AWS and Clearbit and a lot of machines to find opportunities that you're missing. That's ultimately the value prop for Lasso, which we'll get into. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a sales developer. I book meetings. I wake up, I write copy, I research, I experiment. And so, you know, fast forward, you know, 7 billion in pipeline, over 100 people on our team, 60 professional sports teams, a lot of startups, some of the most recognizable brands, tech brands that are our clients. Nothing's changed. You know, the work we're doing in terms of, you know, peaking interest in booking meetings or getting people to reply, it's probably become more challenging for most. But for us, I think we certainly have a technology advantage and certainly a framework advantage. It's interesting because if you talk to sales tech founders, there's sales tech founders that were in sales or in demand gen or in you know sales development, and they had this issue that they needed to work out. So they developed a product or service. And then on the flip side, there's technologists who are just like, wow, you know, sales technology is a huge 
you know, market, I should develop something. And it's interesting because they both have strengths and weaknesses, right? Like sales guys like just get it. But sometimes the technology under the hood is like, wait a minute. This is like a thousand percent and Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Yeah, thousand percent. And for us, you know, we represent so many teams and so many verticals or so many clients, I should say that, you know, we built out a necessity, right? And you know, investing seven figures in data, having 30 people on a human research team to do mechanical Turk, programmatic capabilities for crawling, parsing, like best in class sales development, I'd say skill set, technology, et cetera, tooling wasn't enough. Like we still needed to build AI to solve gaps. And anyone that's in sales, anyone that's in sales development, anyone that reaches out to accounts and contacts in a B2B way, they know the difficult challenge of finding net new, right? And when you have these large data sets that you've invested in and you've been engaging for a while, eventually you start to lose sight of the forest amongst the trees, right? Because the human cognitive ability to maintain relationships, the Dunbar theory, I think it's like 120 relationships we can maintain in all of our lives. Our brains just were never, you know, it was never meant for us to have a total addressable market in the thousands, right? And some of our clients will be 10,000 potential buyers, 100,000 potential buyers. And so closing the cognitive gap of, you know, having a piece of AI to say like, here's the contacts you're missing that match ICP who you haven't contacted. Here's what you should say to them. We're building out a necessity out of what we like, what is our ideal want, need and technology? And we went out and built it. And that's what Lasso AI is that we've just launched. And the best analogy to compare Lasso, it's like a phone book, right? And I actually have cold called in phone books before. I'm, I'm at that age where when my career started, I literally had a phone book. And when you, you know, back then your thumb got dirty or whatever finger you used to track your place in terms of where you were in the phone book. And the same issue then is present now in terms of the phone book just went digital And it's hard to know, did I reach out to this person? And when was the last time? Or I have to go into a CRM. I have to, you know, hunt these things down. And so, you know, building AI to say, okay, phone book's no longer going to open. It's just going to tell you, here's who you're contacting. Here's who you're not currently talking to. So exclude open opportunities, existing customers, folks you want to avoid. Focus on net new, like that programmatic ability for any salesperson to receive. Here's your like, you know, the Glenn Glary, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross leads, like that's what Lasso is. It's literally like, these are the best leads. And not only that, we didn't stop there. We also built in OpenAI's ChatGDP. So, and trained it with a ton of language training in terms of writing concise emails, why you now. That's what we built in Lasso. So it's kind of like a salesperson's dream and it's, you guys, it's built out of necessity. It's built for us. And so we're excited to bring it to market. That's amazing. And I think a lot of the people on the call are going to be Googling like phone book, Glenn Gary. <laughs> like, I yes. mean, we get that, right? Because yes. we're probably in the same generation. But yeah, if you guys need to like Google that stuff, we'll put it in the show notes. But you said something interesting in that you broke it down with Demand Inc. into like there were three big buckets. It was like researching you know, finding people and then writing, you know, something interesting so that they'll talk to you. What were those three buckets? And then how did it kind of come together into what you're developing at last? Yeah, so research, copywriting, outbound experimentation. And if you don't mind, I'll share screen so you can see our framework. Can you see my screen? Yeah. Yeah. So, and for people listening to this on audio, Derek's showing their framework at Demand Inc. And maybe you can kind of like talk through what's on the slide in case somebody doesn't have screen access. Yeah, so left to right framework, 
the right is, you know, objective and key result completed, which is meeting booked, but research, copywriting, outbound experimentation, those are the three buckets. Meeting booking is part of what we do as well, but that's really an afterthought to the core framework in terms of, you know, making sure you're researching the right contacts, you're putting out the best message possible, it's personalized. Every single message we send is personalized to the actual prospect at the company, which is a very important distinction. And then from an outreach perspective, best in class, you know, scientific experimentation on what's resonating across, it could be different ICPs, industries, seniorities, job titles, et cetera. And because we can break all that down and we built on top of AWS and built a lot of machine learning. So what's interesting is when you're using AI and you're actually generating individual messages, sequences and cadences, they might be thematic, but the actual being able to have visibility down to the variant and the variation that you're using is incredibly important. So say if you have a cadence and you're targeting CMOs in the Fortune 500 and within the Fortune 500, there's different industries. And you notice that one value prop is resonating in one industry that's over-indexing and engagement, you know to do more of that. And then you need to also, it allows you to assess why the message might not be resonating in another industry, right? Because the goal of what we do in terms of top of funnel acceleration, it's really about the experimentation. Yes, we want to drive meetings. Yes, we want to, you know, help our companies you know, hit their milestones, raise capital, exit, whatever it might be. We just had a client that was bought by Apple in the last quarter, which is exciting. We've had a lot of clients make exits. We've had over 30, you know, significant funding events for, you know, some of the top from, you know, top, you know, VC funds, Kleiner, Sequoia, NEA, et cetera. And so this framework in terms of accelerating top of funnel, the most important part is experimentation in terms of if it works, is it good? Is it bad? You can use the Chinese farmer example of, you know, horse runs away. You know, is this good? Is it bad? We don't know. Let's keep going. Horse comes back next day with two more horses. The importance of testing, iterating. And once you establish champion variants and you see things that are working, you can do more of that. Like that type of visibility. And we have a business intelligence tool just built for analyzing cold email. When you see those little wins, those open rates, reply rates, meeting to opportunity conversion, the uptick, and you start putting more volume at those variants, you see them start producing. I mean, it can be game-changing for our clients. And so the space and channel of email has become way more crowded, way more noisy. You know, a lot of the spray and pray, you know, template-based, you know, you know, send the same email to every single, you know, title, person, industry, and see if anything comes back. I feel like those days are really gone. And the announcements that Google and and Yahoo have made in terms of how we need to improve in 2024 and meet the new requirements to send cold email. I think it's great for the industry. And going back to you know generational differences, you know we have an entire generation now of sales development folks that probably never wrote one-off cold emails, right? And when you think about early sales development using email in the late 90s, early 2000s, we didn't have these tools where you could mail merge CSV, you know, blast out to 10,000 people. It was you know. Where we started in terms of looking at a person on LinkedIn, writing a cold email, guessing their email, getting high bounces, all of those things. It's amazing where we are now in terms of being able to programmatically have better lists, programmatically, you know, find, you know, contacts opportunities. But the ability to tell a story, pique someone's interest in email using plain text is a skill set that it seems like it's been completely missed, you know, over the last two decades. Because we went to these, you know, these volumetric plays and that skill set is 
more important now, which is amazing to say in 2024, than it ever has been, you know, in terms of being able to peak interest. And we really like to think of it as almost songwriting, you know, and in Nashville, which I was explaining to you prior to, you know, the show, my wife and I were just moving out from San Francisco to Nashville. And in Nashville, you know, songwriting, storytelling is really the industry there. And it's fascinating because when you look at good songwriting in Nashville, let's say it's four chords and the truth, right? Cold email is very similar. It's about getting to the truth. It's about personalization and scale, not being sounding salesy, not creating sales resistance with a message, even though we're salespeople. Like, how can you be human at scale and have a reason of why you, why now? So it's exciting times for sales development. It's exciting times to bring technology to the table that helps, you know, salespeople find opportunities they're missing, both at the count and contact level, deliver personalized messaging, and also to, you know, have built it from necessity. Because we know, you know, every sales team we work with, you know, when we show them what we've built and then we put it in play, you know, they fall out of their chairs with excitement. It's definitely, uh, <laughs> I think, you know, for the fear that AI has created for a lot of folks, I do believe that we salespeople are going to benefit the greatest from a lot of the technology that we have now that we didn't have, you know, six months ago. Yeah. I mean, maybe these things are actually beneficial, right? Because you think about how much time do you spend as an SDR or a sales rep digging through files and files on LinkedIn and, you know, whatever data provider you're using, and you're just trying to find the right person at the account to reach out to just right there. I mean, that's like hours a day for a lot of these people. And then once you find the right person and you have some confidence in their contact information, now you've got to write an email that, you know, entices them to respond. And that's really hard. Now they're even making it harder because you can't get your email to the inbox if you get, you know, marked as spam with all these things. So it's like you're talking hours a day of the mundane, repetitious activity that nobody wants to do. And even at the end of it, you might get to the end of like eight hours a day of doing this and have no results whatsoever. So why not get an AI to do all that? Absolutely. Or a 20% bounce rate, right? Yeah. So you're spot on. You said it better than I could, but let me, so this is Lasso AI. So this is our internal tool that we've been using for the last two years. And I'll just, I want to show, you know, any salesperson that sees this will immediately see the value. But what I've done is I've uploaded a list, an ABM list, so account-based marketing list. So this is the Fortune 500. Let's say I sell the Fortune 500 companies. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell Lasso, I want to find CMOs at Fortune 500 companies. And I just want their email address. I won't use a phone number because I want to avoid any type of data concerns. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go after CMOs that are actually within the marketing department. You might see assistant to the CMO or something that could appear because we are using a keyword. But what I can do with Lasso is I can use exclusion in terms of, and this could be open opportunities, existing customers, you know, folks I'm already talking to. So now when you think about, okay, I'm just, I have an account-based list. I'm telling Lasso to go find this exact contact at this company in a matter of milliseconds, we're going to parse 20 million pages and then validate every single email programmatically. And you saw it. I mean, that was maybe two seconds. And this is still working through the entire Fortune 500. But what Lasso is doing is it goes out, finds person's name that matches the title. And you can see the list is getting larger. And these are all CMOs at Fortune 500 companies. And it's programmatically validating their email address. It guesses first, then goes through validation second. And then I can add more data to this. Their LinkedIn, direct phone number, you know, any firmographic data. 
to the contact information. But what I just did was I just ran a 100% additive gap analysis of buyers that match my ICP that I currently don't have or I'm not talking to. And I just did that in a second. So when you talked about you know, someone that's spending 30, 40% of their time prospecting, you can now do what would take months or even years you can literally do in seconds. And this is what we've had. This is literally the internal tool that I'm showing you. The public tool, lasso.ai is much prettier, but we've been sitting on this for about 24 months and this has been game changing for our clients. So this allows us to, you know, obviously the cognitive load that sales development folks have in terms of trying to find that new, this solves that problem. So you can really focus on the more impactful aspect of your day and that's hopefully closing deals. But the other thing you mentioned in terms of, you know, creating personalized emails or contacting them, we've yeah. also built GPT into this. So there's a, oh wait, there's more, right? So we built GPT into this. It's like an infomercial. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I mean, you set it up so good. You set it up better than I could. I mean, the problem <laughs> statement. So if I were to sell, so say I'm selling Demand Inc., I'm my parent company to, of course, LastPass gets in the way. LastPass is, <laughs> no offense to anybody from LastPass if, it's just the biggest piece of junk. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're typing in, what's the name of the company? Demand Inc., which is Derek's company. So Demand Inc. is my parent company. AI-enabled sales development. Okay. Yeah, exactly. AI-enabled sales development. And this is the white glove, you know, top of funnel. We plug in, you know, we become part of your team. We push all activity, you know, full transparency. It's like having a best-in-class, you know, sales development team. It's external. Right, but we're part of we're part of your team. So now I'll finish doing the live prompt here. AI enabled sales development for we'll say top of funnel acceleration. And this is I'm prompting AI, so the AI will do the heavy lifting here. Hundred thousand meetings booked for our clients, seven billion in pipeline generated, and we have clients like Uber, Salesforce, Live Nation, and hundred plus startups. I'll Exclude the professional sports teams we work with because it's not relevant for these Fortune 500 companies. And then we'll just put a basic CTA. We haven't spoken to your team yet, hoping to schedule a demo. So pretty common, you know, you somewhat, you know, this is pretty concise. I could, I could throw a lot more at it and let the AI go to work in terms of from a messaging perspective. So it takes 12 seconds for the first message to return. And there they are. See them coming in in black here. So we'll open this one. So now the human time it took to prospect the entire Fortune 500, find what I'm missing. Now, if you look at the bottom body, and this is written for the CMO of AMD. Hi, John. I understand you oversee marketing at AMD. Are you interested in learning more about our AI-powered sales acceleration? I'm reaching out as our AI-enabled sales development has enabled 100,000 meetings and generated 7 billion pipeline for clients like Uber, Salesforce, Live Nation, 100 plus startups. Can we schedule a demo to discuss our service, right? From its start, and keep in mind, there's things that I could have done to prompt better, to give it more information. There's things we can do, like we can do what we call like post-jacking or news jacking. So we can look for news about AMD or we can look about something John posted on LinkedIn because we have access to his LinkedIn. So there's ways for us to enrich, but from a core message perspective, short to the point, scannable, you know, less than 90 words, ideally close to 50. Like when you think about the data that we're sitting on in terms of what's working now, we built AI to produce that messaging and I did single prompt too. So anyone that's listening, it's using GPT to prompt and they're like, regenerate, regenerate, more concise, you know, add this, add this. We could prompt the entire Fortune 500 on a single umbrella prompt and write copy for every single CMO that's going to be personalized to that individual 
in a matter of you know human seconds, right? We're talking less than a minute max. So going back to what you said earlier in terms of about being more efficient, saving time, we're going to save sales teams thousands and thousands and thousands of hours a year with this technology. That's insane. And so for people that use like outreach and sales loft and those type of things, after those emails go out and you start to get some activity, what's the next step for the SDR? Like when they come in the next day, is there a notification or something when somebody responds or how do they know what to do next? So we built Lasso to work with those things to play nicely. So anyone that's using sales loft or outreach, that's our ICP for this, right? Because anyone that's doing sales development, sales enablement, this allows them to find prospects faster and then personalize email at scale. So they could upload all of this in a CSV into those platforms. We also broke down the components of the message, the opener, the first sentence, the second sentence, the CTA. So maybe they just want to use Lasso to do the personalization piece and they use that as a mail merge, but it's broken down in a CSV format. So any seller could say, okay, do I want to use the full message that Lasso created or do I just want to use the elements of that message? And then I want like a static second message that I've already written. That stays the same, but I'm going to use Lasso for the subject line. Or I'm going to use Lasso for that, the first sentence hook, which in those first seven to 10 words, that's the most important place to have personalization because it's scannable pre-open. So when you look at the subject line in the first sentence, we actually see them in parity in terms of when you're optimizing for better open rates or better response rates those first seven to 10 personalized words in the first sentence is really key. So sales teams can utilize, like anyone using sales loft or outreach can use Lasso to increase engagement. But to answer your question, ideally, you know, from the process that you're using now is simply just going to become more efficient, right? Because you can increase your throughput and volume, increase your throughput in terms of personalization. So in theory, that should increase engagement. So ideally that salesperson comes in the next day and has more opportunities to respond to you to book a meeting. And keep in mind, this is all top of funnel. So this is helping sellers, you know, get on first base or achieve what I believe is the hardest part in sales is getting the meeting. So hopefully this leads to more responses, more meeting opportunities to go close. Got it. And so they might come in and just have a couple of meetings already set on their calendar from from the work that they did the night before. Absolutely. That's the dream, right? It's the dream. It's running while I'm sleeping. (laughs) That is a dream. It's a calendar that, you know, an empty calendar that just, you see it, you know, fill up with meetings, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Let me ask you this. So just real world example. So we just, on 10 Bound, we launched a directory of sales tech companies. And so there's two sides of the marketplace. There's the sales tech companies that need to advertise on 10 bound. And so I need to talk to their digital marketers. And then we also need salespeople to go on and review the sales technologies that they've been using so we can build up the traffic on both sides. So you could take one or the other. What do I do? How do I use Lasso to help with either one or both of those? Yeah, beautiful. Two-sided marketplace, like all marketplaces, right? So yeah, that's true. <laughs> on the tech side, you know, you just want to define ICP in terms of are they selling a product? Is you know, is a SaaS product? And then you know, are there specific you know categories or you know, you just want to look through in terms of you know what are the characteristics of those accounts and essentially go through a list creation process in terms of here are the accounts, right? And if you have those already, then 
you'd run those through Lasso to go find the exact contact. And one caveat is our account list builder for Lasso is something that we're developing for Q2. Right now, Lasso is really for ABM teams that have already done that list identification or account identification to go find those contacts we're missing. We built the hardest part first, which is the contact finding function. The second part is the accounts, which is, you know, a lot of us have pretty much any sales team should have the ability to, they already have their accounts, especially, you know, if they're running an ABM model, they already know who they sell to. So if it's, you know, startups that sell SaaS, that have a SaaS product with X amount of funding, you'd have a list like that. You'd run it through Lasso. You can also help you create the list if you want us to, but in Q2, we'll have our account list builder. So you could theoretically just build it in Lasso and then say, Lasso, go find me contacts that are match this criteria. And so based on those two different efforts, one, you're going to be targeting an ICP or a title of salesperson, right? And so that message, that prompt to that person is going to be slightly different because the CTA, that call to action, you're going to say, you're going to explain you know, that you're looking for, you know, a different type of action or behavior, and maybe there's a different value proposition for them participating versus the other one where you're essentially selling 10 bound and why, you know, this is different or why this is additive, or, you know, maybe you have something different from like G2 or whatever is out there in terms of that you want to benchmark or baseline in terms of why they should, you know, fill out a profile and, you know, put their technology into your platform. Both of those functions, though, in terms of finding those contacts, creating messaging that's you know specific to them, that's personalized as well. Hey, seeing that you lead this, seeing that you lead sales for said company, I'm reaching out to you specifically for this reason. Like that type of umbrella prompt with Lasso, exactly what we built it for. That's perfect. And so I still need to have some creativity and market knowledge in order to make the prompts, right? So when is the AI going to come and be able to make the prompts for me? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, it's coming. I mean, there's, there's yeah. I mean, now and anyone that's using GPT, like the creativity that you can like, and I'll, you know, if you've ever gotten writer's block, right. And you like, yeah, always. So a GPT, it's like, and sometimes you already have, you have the right, maybe it's the wording, but you just want to test it. And I just, the other day I was trying to, you know, find a way to imply a sense of urgency into a message without sounding salesy. And I'm like, I'm prompting GPT for that. And so prompt engineering, that is definitely something in in terms of we as humans are very new to from an AI perspective. And this is really a moment in time. And there's probably years from now, we'll, you know, look back at this and laugh about what we're talking about. But it is a thing. We're training Lasso with over 4 million emails. So we have a tremendous advantage in terms of the volumetric machine learning that's happening now to train in terms of what's working. Even when you think about probability going after like C-suite or high seniority, the type of messaging you're going to use there, we see the machine learning telling us, okay, for these types of messaging, you know, you're going to approach a C-suite different than a VP, different than a director. And it's most likely to be more referral-based, connecting us with folks in your team, knowing that you're going through almost like a scheduling process that's probably going to involve an executive assistant. And when you can do that programmatically, or the AI is smart enough to know to switch the type of message from direct to referral based on seniority, or even ideally down the road, you know, maybe we have, you know, machine learning down to that individual contact, like what type of messages do they actually respond to if we reach that type of, you know, scale potentially? Like, that's crazy. Wouldn't it be cool? It's like this person only responds to, you know, emails that are 15 words or less. And so you're right, like, so you know to write a sentence, it'd be pretty cool. But, and from a recipient perspective, you know, we're not encouraging, you know, more, you know, spray and pray, mass send, you know, messaging. We're really encouraging, you know, personalized why you, why now, why I wrote this specifically for you to the point of, 
the test that you're passing, is this written for me, right? And really focused on the prospect. So I think that the medium and the channel of sending email is about to go through a new era. It's already happening. We're seeing it. And I think that as recipients of cold email that we all see and the amount of spam we get, I'm optimistic that that's going to change. I'm optimistic that the you know Google you know monitoring spam complaints you know requiring unsubscribe full authentication all of the things that Google and Yahoo are rolling out in February of 2024 those are good right and some people might be sitting there thinking this is the end of fun like I've been you know sending templated emails for a very long time how am I going to do this and they've probably seen a diminishing return in the last 12 months because we see it you know we see that from an email channel perspective, if you're sending templated based emails, right? We know that, and we hear it from the teams we work with that there's been 20 to 30% decline in the same you know, types of activities they were doing a year ago, they're just producing less. Now, you know, does a recession factor into that? Is it economic? You know, there's a lot of variables that can affect that. Is it even deliverability? Is it because your message is ending up in spam? We do see this email as more problematic than it's ever been, but as the optimist and also the problem solver and someone that is effectively paid for booking meetings, right? We see it as an opportunity and we happen to have built a technology that's timed perfectly, coincidentally, for this new change in terms of policing from you know Google and Yahoo and really this, I think, a, more of a cultural change that we needed to make as salespeople to be more, you know, to be more personalized and effective at communication. So it's definitely a glass is half full opportunity challenge. And we see that things can break, but our response organizationally is good, you know, because if it's broken for us, it's broken for everybody. How can we improve? How can we be better at sales and sales development? So it's an exciting time. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, outsourcing your sales development makes a lot of sense in that, you know, you don't necessarily want to put the car together and become a licensed mechanic, you just want to get in the car and drive, you know? So it's just like, basically you're Uber for sales development. You just call up the agency and you're on your way. You don't have to learn all the mechanical stuff, but a lot of companies want to do it in-house because they feel like over it and, and they're, they're going to develop their sales team, you know, as the bench strength to bring it up. I mean, there's so many great opportunities for a company like yours because you're an expert in the process of sales development and all those aspects. And, you know, like a cybersecurity company, for example, they're an expert in cybersecurity. They don't need to also be an expert in sales development. They could just get an agency and done. They don't even have to hire SDRs, you know, and buy all this equipment for them. They could just pay an invoice, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, creating bench depth for sales teams is super important. What's fascinating is when you think about the top of the funnel, it's top of the funnel, bottom of the food chain in terms of bottom of the org chart, typically. Like a lot of people have seen this as an entry level position, but it's the top of your how you start your entire revenue process, right? And how we ended up there in terms of top of the funnel is bottom of the food chain in terms of from a priority perspective, we're going to hire people out of college to dial and smile and dial and, you know, let the cream float to the top, that mindset. I mean, that is an absolute miss in terms of what the discipline is of sales development. I do believe when you look at like, you can go and get a marketing degree, you can go and get these, you know, certain types of, you know, if it's, you know, content and copywriting and design, Where's sales development? Because sales development requires the skill set 
of recurrently without having the AI that we're showing you in programmatic kind of efficiency that we're developing, like you need to be able to, like, you're going to be buried in sheets every day in sales development. And you're going to be doing things that are never meant for a human to do, like list cleaning, right? So what is that? So whenever you parse a list of accounts and it like, say it's Pepsi, right? You want to reach out to Pepsi and say, hey, so you do this for, you know, for Pepsi. But normally you get like the legal name. It's like Pepsi Incorporated or something. And so you have to spend your day, thousands of rows, thousands of cells, and you're looking for, you know, to list clean company names. And you're spending hours doing that to make sure that when you merge that into an email, it's not going to hat tip that you're clearly using automation. I've done that. Yeah. Right. Subject lines. I mean, even finding like the casual, in like the inner tone, like you do social media at said company at Disney, we'll say. Like you're not going to reach out to someone and say, "Hey, seeing that you're, you know, vice president of social media at Disney, you're going to say, "Hey, I see you lead social for Disney. We should chat." Right? What does the human like inner tone sound like? And in order to do that, you're going to be burning a lot of hours doing manual, repetitious, boring stuff, and then you have to put on your copywriting hat and be David Ogilvy, right? And write these amazing messages, or just spray and pray and hope that. You know, it is a numbers game. And as long as you annoy enough people with cadences that have 26 steps in them or something along those lines, they're going to eventually like give in and respond. And so the discipline, though, the craft of sales development, peaking interest, personalization at scale, understanding how to manage data. I mean, it is such a complex, you know, type of role and skill set to have. And guess what? In six months, you need to become an AE. At least that's the, you know, you know, it's a stepping stone to something else. And people don't stay a career in sales development, particularly unless they're maybe a, you know, leading the department, et cetera. But I think culturally, we have some changes we need to make as businesses, as B2B business in terms of sales development's here to stay, right? The skill set of developing the ability to do B2B outreach at scale is here to stay. The tooling is coming in to help us. And so I do think that we'll see, you know, industry changes where you have folks that are, you know, chief, you know, in sales development or not just revenue like CRO, but in terms of getting, you know, the conversation started, it's kind of like the leadoff hitter for a, a baseball team. I get on first base. So the lineup or the power hitters can potentially score a run. And that's, you know, nearly identical to what we're seeing happening in business. That's so true. It's interesting because usually the CMO or the head of marketing is on the hook for developing pipeline but they've never been in SDR before, or they've never been in sales. They came up through like brand or demand gen or something like that. And so it's just, it's almost like the person in charge of what you're talking about has no idea what the inner workings of the sausage making are at all. They're just like, I'm going to go to a Gartner, you know, magic quadrant meeting and go to speak at this conference and stuff like that. So it's just this Weird, you know, disjointed thing. The other thing is you said something interesting. There's some colleges out there who have sort of a, there's a marketing, you know, bachelor's degree with a sales certificate that you can get. It's yeah. sort of this it's starting. ugly stepchild over yeah, the corner. Yeah. Uh, nobody yeah. wants to say, oh, I no. majored in sales, you know. Yeah. Then again, most of the people being pumped out of these bachelor degree programs go into sales or they become SDR. So there's no training or anything. They just are all of a sudden 
you know, now they work at home and they've got 10 different tools and stuff. It's a very weird situation, but well, I digress. I think that it's funny you say that because whenever we present copy to a client, say, here's what we recommend, right? If our client is a marketer, <laughs> the reaction, I mean, they'll practically fall out of their chair because we couldn't be more opposite than the way a marketer approaches storytelling, right? Marketers are myopic. They think about the product, the product name, even the way they've been educated to communicate with like a introductory statement, the supportive evidence and the conclusion, like in terms of how we're all taught to communicate. And then you look at our, how we text message, right? You look at how humans actually communicate to each other. And when we produce messaging, it's prospect first, it's human first. We're saying like, you know, product names are, you know, important to you, not a prospect that's never heard from you. Right. So we're going to exclude all these things, your normal way of communication, and we're going to be explicitly human to the person. And so, for example, if it's conference outreach and we're headed to Vegas, subject line might be connected in Vegas, question mark. Right. <laughs> like you're headed to Vegas. I'm headed. To, yeah. You're headed to Vegas. I'm headed to Vegas. And then, you know, your opener is going to be, hey, senior attending, you know, RSA in Vegas. And you just say, company, we should find time to connect. Here's a couple you know, things about what we're doing. I think you'll find it interesting. There's a Starbucks at the bottom of the escalator. Maybe we can find a time to meet there, right? Like that human message. And when people receive that, they'll never guess, or at least now they will because they eyes here. But in years past, the amount of success we've had being human, it's interesting that we need machines to be human. And then the actually humans, the actual human generated messaging is this, you know, verbose you know, blah, blah, blah of what we built named blah, 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 built by people that are backed by blah, blah, blah from, you know, blah, blah, blah backgrounds, like the types of, you know, Here's my tech crunch article. <laughs> exactly. Here's my tech crunch article. Oh, exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nothing Go tech crunch, but yeah, like... yeah. Here's my 200 word email that has a link at the bottom and you should go read and learn about our case study. It's like, come on, are you kidding? <laughs> like we have time. No one has time. People scan. They don't read anymore. It's a scanning game on emails. And so it's shorthand, it's tweet length, it's, you know, brevity, and it's cutting through the bullshit while not sounding like you're a salesperson, right? Because sales resistance, like that's the problem with engagement and emails that are going to spam. It's because you're writing spam. It's this super salesy email. It's about you. It's not about them. And it is fascinating that, you know, it takes a machine to help us be more human. It's also, I think, a time for change. And, and you know, with change comes opportunity. So it's exciting times. It is. And I mean, you're living it every day. So, okay. So Demand Inc. and then Lasso, I think you're going to get a lot of interest in this. So how do people get in touch with you? Can they do a trial or something like that? How would it work? Yeah. So go to lasso.ai. You can sign up for an account for no cost. We have a pay-as-you-go program. We have a bunch of launch benefits and perks to discount to get people using. We want as many folks on the platform as possible. We want the feedback. We want to hear what we should build next too. We got a bunch of cool stuff that are in the works, but we have a very much a for us bias mindset in terms of what we're building in Lasso. So lasso.ai, you will get connected with a human if you're hearing this at the beginning of 2024, because we are embracing you know the community. We want your feedback. We want to show you it, how to use it. 
give you bonus credits to get as much value out of it as you possibly can. If you want top of funnel or full funnel or top of funnel white offering through Demand Inc. in terms of you want a sales development team to plug in that's best in class, go to demandinc.co. So demandinc.co. You can find us there and there's a contact us form on the page. But, you know, from a lasso perspective to and think of lasso as it's a research you know, tool in your copywriter and then demands kind of like the full managed service. We can show you both and anyone that's interested, we're happy to chat with you through either channel and you can book a demo on Lasso as well. So whatever way you come through, just let the folks know on our end that you want to look at both and we'll, and you're, we'll run you through a demo to see you know, if one of them speaks to you. That's perfect. And I know that Lasso and Demand Inc. are on the 10-bound directory. Lasso has a few preliminary reviews already. And then I'm working with Dan to get a couple of reviews on Demand Inc. as well. So you guys can also connect and go through there. And I'll get you in front of Derek so you can check this out. Derek, thank you so much for coming on the show. Good luck with everything. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. And hopefully I'll see you in the Bay Area sometime. Yeah, I'll see you after Nashville, right? (laughs) All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.